I'm Lara. And I'm Anna. Welcome to LA World. We don't know where we're going, but we know it's going to lead to world domination. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful for everything that has gone wrong in my life because I genuinely believe that even if if an experience doesn't feel positive or good in the moment, I have always been able to look for the lesson in in it. I've always been able to find some sort of growth opportunity or life lesson, which has emerged as a result of those difficult experiences, the failures, the rejections. I'm so grateful for the good, the bad and the ugly. (laughs) I know that you recently had quite a difficult experience when you were over in London recently and I'm wondering if you're willing to to go there there. and and talk about that yeah I'm I'm really I've been like holding out talking about it publicly because I needed to do the work like I was still so upset and resentful and heartbroken by it. And I hadn't really got to that point where I'm like, you know what? I'm really grateful that it all happened. It was all meant to be like, I hadn't got to that point. I was just, I was pissed off and I was struck by the injustice and the unfairness. And I recognized within myself, if I were to talk about it, it would have come from this emotionally charged space. And that's not what I want to operate in. I want to be neutral and I want to have a gratitude and an awareness of how it supported me so that I can say thank you to the event and not hold on and be bitter and, you know, have a chip on my shoulder. So luckily I have done the work on it and I've, I've, it took me about, so it happened in February. Um, we're now in May and I had to really do a lot of soul searching and recognition as to what what is this all teaching me? And so to give a bit of context, this is, uh, I at the beginning of the year, I made a decision. I was like, this is going to be my year of unapologetically going for it. Like I am not going to hold back. I'm going to put myself out there in a big freaking way. And I will vouch for you. You've done exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I was very excited. And I think I was making big, bold moves, you know, on Instagram, my whole vibe changed in person. My entire vibe changed that I just became someone who was like, you know what? I've been apologizing for way too long. I'm going to go for it and just see what happens. And I knew that there would going to be there's going to be failure and rejection and all of that involved. Um, but I had this intention of of releasing a podcast. Uh, it was initially going to be the Female Frontier podcast. And I was like, you know what? Who would be an amazing first guest to have on? I want someone bold. I want someone who's big time to really make a splash with this podcast. And I have this entrepreneur who I've looked up to for the past five, almost six years. And this person has been an integral energy in my life. He's inspired me. He's stretched my imagination of what's possible within my own life. He was a catalyst for why I started my own marketing business, my own social media agency um, many, many years ago. And he was the reason that I started posting on social media to the degree that I wanted to. And I wanted, I just, I consumed his content, his YouTube content. I'm not going to say his name because it's not important, 
but I'm going to leave it to the, if you're motivated enough, you can um, look on my Instagram to work out who I'm referring to. At Bennett, at Anna Bezu on Instagram oh. and you can make the connection if you maybe dive yeah. a little bit into little bit into your Instagram page. Yes. I think people might be able to the make London that connection. The London highlights. Okay. <laughs> like giving the location. So head over there if you want to know who. Yeah. And the reason that I don't okay. want to say this person's name is because it's not – it's not about naming and shaming. I don't op- like I don't care to do that for anybody and I don't think this person needs it and I don't want to give it attention in that way. I want to extract the lessons and be objective about it and recognize that this is something that does happen and Anyway, I'll get into the story. So yes, I, it was January. I'm like going for it. Things are really happening. And I decide I'm going to launch this podcast. Who's going to be the first guest? This person, this person that I've loved for five years and I've built a relationship with over on Instagram. We've voice noted before. We've spoken about all our different things. And um, I was like, and he did an Instagram I did live an Instagram with this live person with this a person. while back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I realized, you know what, if I'm going to do a podcast, I might as well go all in, not do a Zoom meeting because I'm in Sydney and he's in London. I'm not going to do a Zoom meeting. I'm going to pitch that I will fly over to London in the the, like tail end of COVID where things are really, really shaky, especially in Australia where authorities are saying, do not fly. It's not yet safe enough. I know that a lot of restrictions were still going on in various states. Um, And so this was at the, in February where things were just opening up, not yet even open up fully. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go over to London. If he says yes, I'm going to go over to London and I'm going to do this present podcast properly and go all in. And so I voice note him and I say, look, I've got this really, um, this idea for a podcast that intends to be an incredibly empowering platform. And I couldn't think of anyone better as a first guest. You've obviously been an integral part of my life and my inspiration, my motivation for business. And it would be such an honor to have you as the guest. And to my dismay, he said yes, which is so cool. And then he shared a few dates because they would, he was doing a, a speaking tour in, and he was going to be in London in February. So it was like a few weeks ahead. And I was like, oh shit. Like I thought it was going to be a few months into the future, <laughs> but like, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy my ticket and literally leave next week or two weeks later. And so I did. And I called you and I was like, she said yes. And you were literally there every step of the way. Of course. Oh my God. It was the best. And you were initially going to come. I, with I was going to come, but yeah. the timing was it just, just it wasn't going to work for me. I know, yeah. I know. And it was, again, it was all meant to be because I had a few lessons that I just needed to go through by myself. So fast forward two weeks, I'm in London and I'm super excited because. I'm, I'm, I've traveled for the first time in two and a half years. I'm by myself. I'm not with you. I'm not with my partner. I'm like, I'm doing this by myself. Like I could not be more on the edge of meeting my on discomfort zone. Like I was like, oh my God, this is insane. It was a bold move. It was a bold move. <laughs> and thankfully this person was really generous enough to give me tickets to his show. And so on the Tuesday night, I meet him for a meet and greet and I say, Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm really, really looking forward to interviewing you on Friday. Thank you for all of the inspiration and for helping my dreams come true. We had a beautiful interaction. I was like, awesome. I'm so excited. The show was amazing. I can't, I can't criticize it in any way. It was, it was wonderful and perfect. 
the interview was scheduled for Friday. Thursday night, I get a message from his PA saying, this person's lost their voice and I'm not so sure that the podcast can go ahead. And I'm like, okay, I've just flown 24 hours to get here, but I'm just going to hold on to the hope, the slither of hope that he's still going to be able to show up and, and do this podcast because it's 30 minutes. You know, I, I and I said to her, I'm like, I'm going to take him miming at this point. It's okay. Like I just, it's not really about the content. I just really want to have the opportunity to, to do this. And you've flown all this way yeah. to be there specifically for this one very reason and to interview him. Correct. There was no other things and, you know, Again, I was going all in and this was a risk that I was running and I was okay with that. But Friday comes along, our interviews for 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I received the email. Sorry, this person's lost their voice. We have to cancel. I'll get in touch for a future thing. And I'm like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Is there any way that we can make this happen? Nothing. That was pretty devastating. But I wasn't... I was like, you know what, that sucks that they've cancelled, but you know what, they don't owe me anything. Like, and it happens, they've got many shows. That wasn't the bit that that really upset me. The bit that upset me was I then sent that person a voice note and I was like, hey, I heard that your voice is gone. So sorry to hear. Let me know if there's any way I can meet before I fly out tomorrow. Nothing. Send him another voice note. Hey, um, I'm so disappointed that we can't, couldn't see each other. Obviously, this meant the world to me. Um, and also a little bit confused as to why I haven't heard anything, um, any acknowledgement from you. And I'm sure, and this is my words, I'm sure I was missing something because um, you're a very empathetic human being and I'm sure there's a reason why there's no acknowledgement. Nothing. And about two hours later, I was like, this person's not like, not said sorry not that he needs to say sorry but like sorry that you're here and we couldn't make this happen nothing and it just struck me the lack of empathy that I was shown for the situation that I was in having put my whole heart into something and I and I said to him like you don't owe me anything but I think a a, a, a little consideration for where I'm at go a long way just a little acknowledgement yeah so I was sitting on my hotel floor bawling my eyes out. And and then I think, you know, I was on the phone to my partner crying and crying and thank God he was there for me. And he just made me feel so as good as I could have felt in that moment. And then I think I was still processing. And a few hours later, I I woke up from a nap and I was like, I'm like, what the hell is this all about? And, you know, the the thought crossed my mind that perhaps there was a, a lack of empathy or consideration shown for maybe because I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a big brand. I didn't have a big pod, podcast or whatnot. But in that moment, I couldn't help but feel so not good enough. And I'll never forget that feeling. And as a leader, as someone who's forging a path for herself, I never want to make anybody in my world feel not cared about or not good enough. And I, I do think that it's something that would happen all the freaking time that you just get overlooked and it could be a gender thing. But I also feel like this is something that we experience universally as human beings when we try and then we don't get some sort of recognition for our efforts and appreciation that we just feel so minimized and overlooked and deprioritized. And then that in that space, it was so easy for me to default to like, I'm not good enough. I should just quit this, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. 
But I came, I took all of that and I was like, you know what? No, like I am not, I, I refuse to allow this to defeat me and to, def- to be the place that I just give it all up. I'm going to use this and I'm going to turn this into something productive. And that is exactly what I did. I came back to Sydney and I was like, I had this fire in my belly of like, this person is me. And, and it, it brought up to light another thing as well how deceiving Instagram is because this person with their millions of followers preaching emotional intelligence and empathy and kindness and compassion did the very opposite in that moment. So the lack of congruence to their messaging, I was like, oh shit, okay. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that's a really, really big one because I think that in the the age of social media, so many people present themselves in a certain light. They want to position themselves as this certain type of character or someone who's got really good character or someone who's almost like a little bit of a holier than thou type Mm -hmm. attitude in certain respects. And then when they do something like that, when they know that that person put their whole heart and soul and resources, money, time, energy, flights on such short notice – Like I saw the way that you rearranged your whole schedule to be there on this date that he had invited you for and to to get there and to not even have so much as an acknowledgement is a huge disappointment Yeah, and a complete reflection of that person not being in congruency with what they're actually preaching. So the question I want to ask you, because I feel like you came back and you had this fire in your belly and you were like, you know what? I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to take this and I'm going to, you know, prove that I'm worthy and I'm going to prove that I can make this happen with or without Yes. That person's involvement. But what I'm really curious to to know and for our audience's benefit as well, the moment that you're in your hotel room, he hasn't responded to you, you're flying out the next day, you're feeling so defeated and so devastated and you're crying. And alone. And alone and you're away from your support system. How did you get from that point to coming to that realization that, you know what, I can actually see the benefit or the lesson in this. How did you get from that point to, to the other? I I love this question. For me, after I had sent those two voice notes and still remained incredibly confused by the lack of acknowledgement in that moment, I realized this was never about me. This is not anything to do with me. I have been completely myself throughout this entire interaction. I showed up with enthusiasm. I was positive. I wasn't asking. I don't believe that I was out of line. Like I had made every sort of from my understanding, it was very much like the invitation was accepted. Everything was like, you know, agreed upon. And so I was like, 
I don't think I could have done anything differently. And so this really isn't about me. This is about somebody who may perceive something or may have something going on. And so I had to really come to that, had to get the closure within myself that this was never about me and that I have to keep moving forward and keep focusing on what's important to me. And it taught me the importance of not being attached to any one opportunity or to any one person. Because in my head, I had this dream of this first podcast episode with this incredible guest. And then it would, you know, allow me to be able to leverage that exposure and then, you know, build a really um, a, a big audience very quickly. And, and so it was like, I had to just go, you know what, that's, I wasn't it meant to happen in that way. And I don't need to rely on anybody else to help me with this. And so I had to really take responsibility within oh. myself and take ownership over the emotions that I had that, you know, it could have been because of an expectation that I had and it was really attached to. And so that was the conclusion that I had come to after, I want to say a lot of crying, a lot of like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this happening? This is so unfair. This is so shitty. A lot of chocolate was consumed that night. Um, a lot of Netflix was watched to just like, you know, forget about it for a little while. And then, you know, I took a moment to breathe and realize, God, this is not the worst thing in the world to happen at all. Uh, that it, uh, I'm so privileged to even be in this situation, but I think I wanted to, I really got connected to something that a lot of us have to fight for um, respect even before we meet somebody, even before when we walk into the room, we have to fight to be seen and to be recognized. And I've shared this with so many of my female friends and a lot of them had this relatability to this experience of like, you know what? I know exactly what it feels like to see, to have someone overlook you and for me I was like oh this is actually this beautiful responsibility that has now been given to me of utilizing this as a lesson to to uplift and empower other women who may feel the same thing who may feel just like not important or minimized look to this like you know ignored and I realized it was I have I have just this this um what's the word? Like it's this journey that I have to live into now. And I wanted to share it and I wanted to make this a significant podcast episode because I think there's so much to be learned from the situation. And like, we're never going to escape being judged. We're never going to escape rejection and failure. And I wanted to be really forthcoming and upfront with this and how it did take a hit to my confidence initially. But I've chosen not to make it about me and I've chosen not to make it mean that I wasn't good enough. I've chosen instead to do something productive, to, to film an episode about it, to talk to my friends about it, to go, you know what, where can I do, what can I do next time to avoid this? You know what, I'm going to work really freaking hard to make this an incredible podcast so that people like that will want to be begging to come on to this podcast. <laughs> you know, and I, and I, I don't have resentment towards this person or blame or, or anything because I'm like, you know what? Thank you for the lesson. And thank you for helping me learn to detach from expecting anything from anyone outside of me. Because the moment that we attach anything outside of us, any value or importance, then we're always beholden to that person or situation or opportunity. And I recognize the only person to make me feel important and validated and enough is me. 
Oh, that is a big one. Yeah. That is a big one. I think it's so brave and courageous of you to actually even be willing to talk about this so openly and be so vulnerable. So firstly, I just want to really honor you for that because I know I I saw you go through that and I know firsthand how devastating it was, but the fact that you were able to go through that experience and take away such profound lessons and now be able to share it in a way that is so relatable because even as, as you were sharing your story, even though I was intently listening to you, I was, I was thinking back to, you know, there's moments that this has happened to me. You know, there's moments that I've been made to feel like I'm completely small or that I've been overlooked or that I've been ignored or that I've been rejected or that I failed in some way. And I think it's so important to talk about these stories because this is such a real part of the journey and you could have walked out from that experience having had this amazing epic podcast guest and first podcast episode that I'm sure you would have been really proud of but instead you've you've had these incredible lessons and and learnings and you've been able to grow so much. I feel like we grow more from our failures and our heartache and our rejections and those types of experiences than sometimes we do from our successes. A thousand percent. And actually just touching on that really quickly, I think the other lesson that came from this is that the demonstration of the, the lack of congruency made me very motivated and driven to be the same person that I am online as I am offline, which is a very, it's a, it's an impossible task to be fair. Maybe that's not the way to describe it because our lives can't be 24 seven on Instagram and on social media. But there was this definite determination of being, talking about things that I really am, have embodied because the knowing that someone who you really respect and is, is a huge role model to you is talking about things, empathy in one way, and then very, very evidently demonstrating that that's not actually accurately how he embodies it just made me go, oh God, we are, there are so much smoke and mirrors in this industry and we're all kind of believing something that's just often not the case. And I've seen this repeatedly in You've probably seen this repeatedly as well. And so the journey that I'm on now is actually figuring out how can I really show what I'm about as much as I possibly, like in the most authentic way and feedback that I've received like only this past week is like I've met a few people um, from my Instagram who followed me and they're like, I'm so shocked that you're the same person that you present online. I'm like, this is great. This is what I want. And I want more of the industry to be in this, this level and this standard, because if we can all be more in integrity and real, then we don't have to BS everybody and pretend that we're something that we're not and mislead and, and, and almost create this cycle of comparison, which is comparing to a perfect image that doesn't exist, which is so damaging. Absolutely. Authenticity really is, it's so important. It's so powerful. And maybe they, and they didn't, this person didn't want to be authentic because, you know. But it's like acknowledging <laughs> that, you know what, I try to be empathetic and sometimes I really suck at it. 
that's that's that all it awesome. needs to be. You know, right. I'm I'm just a human as well, yeah. and I know that I probably could have handled this situation better. And for that, I'm sorry. Or for that, you know, I I will do better next time. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just that little moments of opportunity that we can really own it. We can really own our imperfections because we are all human. And yes. I think that it's actually impossible for us to live up to these expectations of being, you know, perfect all the time and congruent all of the time. And we absolutely try our best. But I think it's those little moments of opportunity, those little glimmers that you get where you can truly own that authenticity and acknowledgement. And when that doesn't happen, I think that's, that's the moment that, that it's been lost. It's devastating. It is. Because I think, I mean, and look, again, I don't blame that, like, this person's taught me so much, so much. And I'm definitely not saying that I'm a hundred percent congruent all of the time. That's, I think, again, impossible. I think where we differ, this person and I, is that I truly do try to take as much responsibility and also really am thoughtful of the, the experience that I give to somebody. If I know that I've, I've made someone feel not seen or unappreciated, then I, I go, you know what? I messed, like I did, I did that. And that's something that, you know, I want to work on for next time because I don't want to give someone the experience when, when I'm with people, I want them to feel really loved and important and significant. And that's a standard that I hold and that no one, not everyone has to hold that to that degree. But again, all of these lessons of what people can be really like, especially people with millions of followers on Instagram and really significantly large businesses, like, yeah, that's all cool and stuff, but do you know what's even cooler? Being a nice person, Ugh. being kind, being loving. That to me is the most greatest metric of success is how how kind and, and how like deep are your relationships with the people around you. So. Oh, I think that that is so beautifully said and so true and you know, being as close as we are, I know that you really do leave every interaction that you have, whether it's a good friend or a client or someone else, even just the barista at the cafe, you know, you leave everyone feeling like they've been seen and heard. And I think that that's ultimately the greatest gift that you can give to someone. And so I want to wrap up this episode by asking you one final question from your experience. And and again, thank you for sharing this so openly and vulnerably, because I know it hasn't been an easy one to talk about, but the fact that you have, I think is so is so brave of you, but will absolutely help others who have gone through something similar or will go through something similar because mm. there's an inevitability to this. So my final question to you is through this experience, if there was one piece of wisdom or one lesson that you would like to impart our audience with, one takeaway, what do you think that would be? what would you like to leave them with? Know that whether or not someone sees your value or not, that's never dictated the truth of your value. Your value is inherent and unchangeable. And so when you inevitably get knocked, rejected, overlooked, 
work and take responsibility for the emotions that will come. Cry if you need to, eat chocolate if you need to, speak to a girlfriend if you need to, do all of that and then commit to coming back and recognizing that there's no one else to blame and that's all your responsibility and that you have the power to have power over yourself and and remember how you know you've got that value you are worthy and just commit to never letting anything disrupt or shake your inner knowing and your internal compass Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that has got to be a wrap for this episode because Amazing. that is so powerful. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing this. Oh Thank my you gosh. for being so brave. Oh, I love you so much. I Thanks love for you. Being, creating the space that I feel so safe to talk about it. Always. Next episode, we're going to talk about goals and ambitions. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, <laughs> we have some <laughs> crazy big goals, yeah. audacious goals and dreams that we are unapologetically putting out into the universe. And I want you to like tell me all of them. I, I feel like you've got a um, phone that has your vision board on it. So let's share about that in yeah. the next episode. And I can't wait to see yours okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> see you then, my love. I love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>